the target of jealousy and envy as well. Any fortunate person is envy. Too much of wealth is envy. Very popular is also envy. So this ummah being the most fortunate, most blessed, they also being envy. So the enemies will be their rivals, itabis, politics, etc. And they'll find some reason to envy them, to hate them, to run them down. This was from the day of Rasulullah Sallallahu and this venom will always always express itself in different ways, different time, but it's going to be expressed. So Allah Ta'ala pre-warns the believers. Sometimes they come out in this manner, that we like your creed, but we don't find it to be the most suitable. مَا يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ أَيُّنَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ مِنْ رَبِّ They use this approach what has come to you is not so grand. And therefore, we're not interested. So they're not interested. They are not interested. They are looking for some type of pretext to run you down, to make you feel despised. No, we studied it, we've seen it properly, but we don't see anything good coming. So they felt that they being kitabis, literate and learned, so they may have made a comparative study. And in their comparison, they didn't find Islam to be so suitable. But they felt that this would then turn people away. But to their surprise, more people came. People got more excitement than Islam. When the 9-11 took place, then the Muslims all over were in panic as to what's going to be the world response. But people from America and all Western countries would say that the bookshops, Islamic literature, the whole world is looking for Islamic literature. They're thirsty. They want to know what is this about. So they are pressing one button, but it's having an absolutely adverse effect. So the other reason, but the kasirun min ahlil kitabi law yaruddunakum min ba'di imanikum hindi anfusi. So, they want you to move away of the cause, jump off the cause. But do lo takfuruna kama kafuran, become like them. That's what they want. That your thinking must be like our thinking, your styles must be like our styles, your fashion must be like your fashion, your ways and mannerisms, values must be like us. Your woman must become like our woman, a free going, so he must become like that. This is because hasadam in Indian, it's just because of envy. Hasadam. Why are you favored? So this is exactly running. He says, Because you threw me off the cause and I'll throw them as well. The positive thing we to think is, all right, they are chosen. So what was the reason of being chosen? Let me do something that I will also be favored and chosen. But they go in the opposite direction. And if I am thrown out, then you must also be thrown out. The hadith enumerates quite a few reasons why they have got this aversion and this dislike for Islam. Some of the prominent reasons, one is that we have been favored with Surah Fatiha and Amin after that. So Surah Fatiha is such a beautiful, such a grand, majestic surah that you can't find it in any kitab of the past, of the previous scriptures. You won't find anything in Surah Fatiha. Majestic, great, complete, comprehensive, perfect to the detail. Now, you understand the perfection when you do a comparison. You don't do a comparison, you don't understand the beauty of Surah Fatiha. So, they would talk about the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Now, you compare this against Surah Fatiha, most compassionate, most merciful, the master of the day of judgment, we worship you, we ask you alone. And then the essence of this surah is idwa, show us the straight path. So on one side you're asking for bread, and on the other side you're asking for the straight path. So first understand what is the straight path. Straight means the shortest, safest, and the best way. So in anything that we are doing in our lives, show us the best, shortest, and safest way. And on that side you're asking just for the bread. 
So you may be getting the bread, but you're sitting in prison getting the bread. But it's complete. You're languishing in prison, but you're getting your bread, or you're getting your bread and you don't have the help. Or you're getting the bread, but with a lot of problems, anxiety, worries, tension, stress all the time. But you're getting the bread. And here, comparative, when you compare our advice, of course, the right path, straight path. The straight path, shortest, best, and the safest. In Nahadal Quran, So a problemless path, a clean path, a straight path, a clear path, show it to us. Now, this law is so perfect that it's required for every problem of this life and the next life. If you got this, then you are going smooth through this life and the next life. Just imagine a simple example. Now, you ask Allah Ta'ala, He blessed you. So he blessed you towards the right. So you invested in something and that thing just became a gold mine. Because you asked Him, when you asked Him, He guided you. When He guided you, so you made the right, right choices, right preferences, and now it was something right down, and Allah blessed you, He guided you, and then you became a gold mine. So this is the dynamism in Surah Fatima. Perfect, safest, and the shortest path. So in all our affairs, now you're getting to marriage, show me the straight path. So that marriage is an enjoyable marriage, it's a marriage that will work, it's a marriage that will be productive, it will be, be, it will bring beauty. Why? Because you ask Allah Ta'ala and He showed it to you. Otherwise, without get the person of your choice, but not the safety, not the happiness, not the fulfillment and satisfaction. The second reason why they dislike the hadith says, is we've been blessed with the Kaaba Sharif. So the first home that was appointed for the worship of mankind was the house at Makkah Mukarramah, the Baytullah, the Kaaba Sharif. They also know it. That, that was the home that was built by Abraham, as they say. They know it. And that was the home that was built by Adam salam, first man on earth. So he built it. So that was the first home that was appointed to be the place of worship for mankind. Then it is a center of attraction. It's a center for the entire world. Then number three, irrespective of the, the circumstances around, but people just flock. They want to be there. They want to be there. There's a constant traffic going, coming, going, coming at any time. You find millions of people coming, millions of people leaving, planning to go for the next trip, Umrah, Hajj, whatever. Planning to go there. Like, they so love, that's like the paragon of love. Love. Man wants to show his love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the point where he shows the love of Allah ta'ala. Going around, <coughs> I go around Kaaba Sharif, I kiss this side, I kiss on that side. It's not the walls that has engulfed my heart. It is the one whose house this is. This is the one that has, has permeated my heart. It's permeated my existence. You're going and you're coming, and the more you're going, the more you want to be there. Like moths, and you see moths and you see light. Right? They all want to be in that light. They're seeing that that moth, it's seeing that that light is uh, an indication to the to the destruction, and that's destruction. But the love, the love is so intense. They're not concerned about the consequence I must get to the beloved. So that is the Muslim's heart. His love for Allah Ta'ala is too intense. The believer's love for Allah Ta'ala is too intense. Absolutely intense. Nothing stops him. No wall breaks him. No person stops him. His emotions, his family, nothing stops him. That is the love of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. He wants to be. He wants to get the closeness, the proximity, the love of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala at any given time. So they know that that's the spot 
that is the most chosen spot for the entire universe for the rest of time. But because they were not blessed with this, so rather than thinking constructively, the constructive thing was, positive thing was, all right, this was the means of acceptance, then let me also do the same thing. They have been accepted, the doors haven't been closed to me. So let me do the same and let me take the same path that I may conform. And like they have been thrown and blessed in the mercy of Allah, I'll be thrown. But they think in a satanic way that we are destined to Jahannam, but they also must go to Jahannam. Why was Christ to be roasting in Jahannam alone? And the third reason that Adi says for them being envious over us, third reason is they were offered the Friday, the Jummah, for the special worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were first offered. So one group said, no, the Juma is not the appropriate day because the process of creation ended up on Friday. There was nothing that was done on a Saturday. So when there was nothing done on a Saturday, so let Saturday be the word, the day of worship. Because process of creation all terminated on Friday. Saturday, there was not no work. So when they were offered this day, they objected. And I said, all right, you'll object to have it. You've got Saturday, Sabbath. Then came to the other group. They said, no, no, no. Saturday is not the appropriate day. The day for the service of Allah, the special service is Sunday because the process of creation started on Sunday. Therefore, it is the first day in the week. So let's go for Sundays. Allah says, all right, you prefer that day against my desire, then let's have it. So he got Saturday, he got the Sunday. Came to the Muslim and he was offered the Friday. He says, Allah Ta'ala, what you say, we go with it. We will not object. You will not have the slightest reservation, the slightest hesitation. So that's the hallmark of a Muslim. He must just confirm that is this the command of Allah Ta'ala? Is this how he wants it? Then I will not employ my brains, my reasoning, my emotions, my feelings my family, my children, I will not involve them. Why? Because I understood now that this is what Allah Pak wants, what He wants. يُحِبُّ هِجْرِي وَأُحِبُّ وَسْلَهُ فَأُوسِرُ مَا يُحِبُّ عَلَى مَا He wants something, the beloved wants something, and I crave for something else. But I will do away with my desire for what He pleases. All of us, we have got some desires, some inclinations, some preferences. But then we look at the grand picture, and we see that Allah Pak's preference is this. So we just eliminate our things. Eliminate completely. We don't even talk about it. And then, you see, in the day of the Sahabi Kiram, they demonstrated this. They shown this through their actions, through their behavior, through their ways and mannerisms. They displayed this. <coughs> A simple illustration of love. And the Sahabi Kiram, how, how they expressed it. How they expressed it. Something is coming against them. Or it is their temptation, their tendencies, their feelings, and then versus the command of Allah Ta'ala. They say, no, leave this. We leave it out completely. Let's see in this whole equation what Allah Ta'ala wants. So our tendencies, our thinking, our reasoning can fail. A hundred different people may reason in a hundred different ways. But obviously the command of Allah Ta'ala, there can be no flaw in that. In the hundred reasonings, there can be some flaw, some mistake, some uh, dimension was neglected and we didn't think about it, therefore it was flawed. But in the ruling and the command of Allah Ta'ala, in His teaching, there cannot be any flaw. It's perfect, complete, comprehensive. From, from every perspective, you look at, look at it. And look at it from any perspective, but it's, that's the law of Allah Ta'ala. Therefore, it is to be. So just one, two examples to illustrate this. Sahaba Ikiram, it's a long hadith, but I'm just showing you the gist of the hadith. Some Sahaba showed his love to Rasulullah My love is too intense. I just returned from Persia and Rome. My love for you is too intense. I've seen people 
prostrating and bowing down to the leaders and to the kings. And you deserve it more, O Rasulullah If they are doing that for the leaders, for the kings, then O Rasulullah you deserve it. Our heart desire that we do it for you. No, we will not do it as an act of worship. We will not do it as an act of ibadah. But as a token of love, as a token of greatness, we will do it for you. Rasul has stopped his straight. It's a long hadith, stopped it. As though the Sahaba Ikram was saying, Although my heart says this, but I give preference to what you say against what I say. That's why the hadith says, Rasulullah wa Abdullah wa Rasul. Don't brag about me. About me. You talk about me, then don't overdo it. Don't exaggerate in praising. Saying now, Rasulullah knows everything and he's everywhere, he's omnipresent. So don't extol my praises and, and in extolling my praises, don't go to the level of exaggeration. I'm just the servant of Allah Ta'ala. And his Rasul, so say Abdullah wa Rasul. Say that. The, the, the love for Rasul is something intense. Sahaba Kiram, even the, forget the animate, even the, the inanimate object, they had love for Rasul Love was too intense. Rasul before the member was built, Rasul reclined against a column and delivered the sermon. Now the member was built, so Rasulullah left the column, ascended the member. That column began to cry until the entire masjid, the entire masjid heard the sobbing of it. You know how a child is sobbing, crying, unrelenting. Just because Rasulullah used to stand next to it and talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now he's going to miss that opportunity. He couldn't endure this. That separation is couldn't endure. Until Rasulullah had to come down and Comfort it how you will comfort a little child when quiet. So the love was intense. But then they all, all accepted it, right? We love something. And Ya Rasulullah, you love something. So we'll leave our inclinations, our preferences, our tendencies for what you love. That's the criteria. That's the hallmark. That's the thing that we need to achieve. But what would Rasulullah like here? And have I got any proof for saying that? Obviously, ulama that are experience, understanding, they will tell you what Rasulullah was preferred in which situation. So we're going by that, inshallah, that's an indication that we are on the right track. الحمد لله الحمد لله علي الذات عظيم الصفات سميع السمات كبير الشان جليل القدر رفيع الذكر مطاع الأمر جليل البرهان فقيم الاسم غذير العلم وسيل الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناي جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء يميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله 
اما بعد فيا ايها الناس وحد الله فان التوحيد راس الطاعات واتقوا الله فان التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنه فان سنه تهدي للاطاعه ومن اطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى واياكم البدعه فان البدعه تهدي للمعصيه ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فان صدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالاحسان فان الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمه الله فانه ارحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين الا وان نفسا لن تموت فاتقوا الله واجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فان الله يحب المتوكلين وادعوا فان ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم باموال وبنين اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بما فيه من الايات وذكر الحكيم انه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر رؤوف رحيم رب حنين الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد ارشد ومن يعصي ما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر واشدهم في امر الله عمر واصدقهم حيان عثمان وافرضهم زيد بن ثابت واقرهم ابي بن كعب وعلمهم بالحلال والحرام معاذ بن جبل ولكل امه امين وامين هذه الامه ابو بيد بن الجراح وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الدين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس ولده مغفرة وظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم ومن اذاهم فقد اذاني ومن اذاني فقد اذى الله ومن اذى الله فيشك ياخذه اللهم ايد الاسلام وانصاره واذل شرك واشرار اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى قال الله سبحانه وتعالى إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين 
اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والشمس وضحاها والقمر اذا تلاها والنهار إذا جلاها والليل إذا يغشاها والسماء وما بناها والأرض وما طحاها ونفس وما سواها فألهمها فجورها وتقواها قد أفلح من زكاها وقد خاب من دساها كذبت ثمود بطغواها إذ انبعث أشقاها فقال لهم رسول الله ناقة الله وسقياها فكذبوه فعقروها فدمدم عليهم فدمدم عليهم ربهم بذنبهم فسواها ولا يخاف عقباها الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم تسلم برحمتك يا رحم الله